0: And heavily censored the world over here is a film that surpasses its reputation as a shotgun blast to the senses cannibal holocaust presents the found footage of a group of four documentary filmmakers who experience brutal death at the hands of a savage south american tribe of flesh eaters this footage is so intense so graphic so unflinching in its realism that the director and producer of cannibal holocaust were arrested upon its original release and the film seized Nothing you have seen before will prepare you for this uncompromising masterpiece of cinematic nihilism. Sage Stallone and Bob Murawski of Grindhouse Releasing proudly present the definitive release of the most controversial movie ever made.
1: I'm Corey And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B- B-Movie Bros. Here to review B-movies to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This
0: week we bring you the 1980 release Cannibal Holocaust from director uh, Ruggiero Diodato.
1: Something Italian. Something Italian. This is a movie we kind of hinted at a long time ago when we did our review of Feeding the Masses, but now we're finally going at it. It's the right time.
0: So what you heard, of course, was the back of the box. Let's talk about the technical difficulties of this film. What are the top three and bottom three things of this film, according to Paul and I? What What do you think we should go with first, Paul? Let's go to the top this time. We have
1: gone with the bottom a lot. So. Alrighty. So, I'll let you go first. Alright, so for number three, the dialogue in this movie was really realistic and appropriate. Um, there wasn't a lot of dialogue, but... When they had it, it was really appropriate for the scenes and what was going on, so I had really no complaints about that. For number two, everything in this movie, regardless of, like, how disturbing it may have been, it all happened for a reason. This movie was, um, shocking, but there was a lot of substance to it, and I liked that a lot. And number one, this movie, this movie had balls, like, it went... About as far as any movie I've ever seen go Balls of steel. Exactly. Yeah, as far as I've ever seen a movie go, within the legal bounds, and it was really interesting to see how they did it. And It's just this movie, really nothing was off the table, and I thought that was really cool.
0: Um, Pretty good. I have to say that uh, my top three here, number three, the music doesn't seem to quite fit the context of the movie sometimes, and it adds this wonderful wonderfully eerie context to what's going on in those scenes you know when they're burning the village down it's this like really happy music but it's because not because it's a happy scene but the people that are burning the village down you know to them this is like the best thing they could do because it will make their movie what they want people to see it as you know they're trying to show something so they're going to do it and blame it on somebody else And, you know, they're happy about that. And that's where that comes in. The music just wasn't, like, placed there on accident. It was placed to show something else. Number two, the realism of the rape and murder scenes are are of such unbelievable quality that at times I really was wondering if I was watching a snuff film. But, of course, you know, when this movie was released, the, uh, the director, the writer were taken to court and prosecuted for murder, and they actually had to produce the actors and actresses from the movie to prove that they weren't actually killed. So I do know that it's not a snuff film, but just because of what happens and how it's done, like, it just, it's more realistic than anything else I've ever seen. Number one, the two extremely different styles of filming used in this movie. You know, for the first 40 minutes it's just like your regular everyday film. You know, they're following these couple people through the Amazon, you know, all exterior shots of them all third person. And then when we cut to the footage that has to do with our documentary film crew, it's all first person. It's all that found footage look that, you know, has become so popular nowadays. And it's just done in such a beautiful way with both kinds of filming you really don't see that a lot where two films use that in a proper way or one film uses those two styles in a proper way that makes it believable that this is going on
1: everything came together really
0: nicely in this and it wasn't just a cheap gimmick and those are my top three i mean the music the realism and the uh the different styles uh, that this movie has so
1: uh, what about the bottom three? What were the worst three qualities of this movie, Paul? For number three, some of, well, a lot of the content in this movie was really disturbing. It was so disturbing that at one point I actually had to stop eating my spaghetti meatballs and put it on the table until the scene was over. That That's that's saying a lot, because very few things disturb me, and I, I love my spaghetti meatballs. For number two... I'm not really sure what the message of was of this. It was a little confusing at times. In the movie, the the people that go go into the uh, jungles to make make a documentary about it, they were the worst people I've ever seen in my life. They're just god awful people. There is nothing good about them. And I'm not sure if they were supposed to be a reflection of Western society, or is just that people in general have the capabilities to do that, no matter where they're from. So it was a little. I think some of the message was kind of lost. I mean, it definitely opens a lot of discussion, but I was a little confused about what they were trying to get at with that. For number one, there were just some artistic decisions made in this film that I do not agree with. I understand why they did it. I don't think they did it for just shock value, but there are certain things they did I do not condone, and I i don't think it was a wise decision even the the director said that he regretted doing some of the things he did in the film and i agree with that i mean i i'm all about expressing your artistic um vision and i'm against most censorship but there are definitely things in this film there i saw it i'm like i they should not have done that and it was difficult because i understood it but There were just certain things I I was not okay with, and that's rare for me to say about a movie. (laughs) The
0: bottom three for (laughs) Cannibal Holocaust. The music doesn't seem to quite fit the context of the movie sometimes, and it's just unnerving. Number two, the realism of the rape and murder scenes are just, they're very disturbing. Like, they they give you, like, chills down your spine, I just... It, like, when when the rape scenes happen, like, I literally, like, I clench my fists in anger because, like, nobody's doing anything about it, and, uh, it's, it's just so brutal. Number one, uh, the animal deaths that happened on screen were brutal, disturbing, and saddening. The only thing I do have to say is at least the animals that were killed were given to the local populace to eat. They didn't just go to waste. It wasn't just killing them on screen for the sake of killing them. You know, it did have to do with the movie. You know, I have to say, they shot the, um, the monkey death scene twice. They actually, the filmmakers, did not want to use a real monkey. They wanted to use a fake monkey with fake monkey brains, but the locals refused to let them do that. They said, no, we have to use real monkey, because monkey brains are actually a delicacy in that part of the world. So they it was actually the locals and not the film crew that's responsible for the death of the two monkeys but yeah i just i i don't like the the death scenes of the end and then it goes even further like the the turtle scene yeah, after they after they kill it, it apart it, it shows them like
1: tearing it apart in order to cook it and stuff and it's yeah it, it's a lot and, you kn- and knowing that it's all real is really difficult to watch
0: So, normally we get into quote wars here, and we've been slacking on it for the last couple weeks, but don't worry, next week's episode will have plenty of quotes. Uh, But right now, we just want to give you two of our favorite quotes from
1: this movie. I wonder who the real cannibals are. It's the very end of the movie, the final line. In there, the more you carry, the quicker you got
0: tired, the sooner you die. It speaks volumes for... What goes on in, in the rainforest? Don't forget to tweet us at B Bros. Tell us what your favorite quote of this movie is. Have you ever seen this movie? Do you think it's disturbing? Do you think it's a walk in the park? What do you think is a more disturbing movie than Cannibal Holocaust? Or find us on Facebook at B Movie Bros. That's B Movie Bros. All right, well, let's get into our final take here. On our shot scale, which, remember, folks, our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie?
1: i give this movie a 4 out of 10. That's that's pretty generous of you.
0: I, on the other hand, would give this movie a 9 out of 10 on our shot scale. Um, Paul, why don't you tell us why you give this a 4 out of 10?
1: Cannibal Holocaust is really more of an experience than it is a movie as the most controversial film ever made it's definitely interesting to see what the creators are willing to do to really capture their image there is a lot of content underlying this film that definitely helps fuel some of the some conversations and debate i feel i'm going to be talking about this one for a long while after watching it it's definitely a conversation starter on like not only what should be allowed in in a film but what the film was about the hyper realism and the story really added to it It wasn't just for shock value and i like that aspect it made you uncomfortable in order to in order re- to really get you to listen to the message that being said i can't condone a lot of the animal violence a lot of the rape scenes made me very uncomfortable like it really seemed very realistic and that's saying a lot because i've seen a lot of really messed up movies i understand why they killed animals in this movie and the meat was given to the tribes I just intrinsically I think it was a, it was the wrong thing to do although seeing the the gruesome truth of many of the things we take for granted doesn't mean that it doesn't happen like where just cuz you don't see like your your Nike shoes getting made in a sweatshop doesn't mean it's not happening but it's it just still seemed wrong to kill an animal for art all things considered though this is a this is definitely a movie I would suggest to anyone who's interested in kind of seeing a movie that really made made a strong impact on movies in general, and really, who wants to be part of the conversation about censorship, that's something that's going on a lot, and to be honest, I'm, I'm glad I saw this movie. This is a great movie,
0: with varying styles in filmmaking and wonderful cinematography, it really does a fantastic job of pulling you from your own world into the Amazon rainforest and the concrete jungle of New York City. The characters are all interesting in their own ways, whether from being sociopathic in their ways of obtaining documentary footage to fit their own private agenda, or in trying to understand the long-forgotten tribes of the Amazon. The special effects are spectacular, and it is hard to disassociate the scenes depicted from reality, especially since the animal deaths are real. All this being said, the movie receives a 9 out of 10 on the shot scale, not because of its unwatchability as being a terrible movie, but in its unwatchability in its realism. The rape scenes and brutal murders, as well as the atrocities committed by the documentary crew, are all based in reality and depicted in such ways that seems authentic. I love this movie, even if I hate watching it. You know, We know not everyone likes watching the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to take an A movie and compare it to this B movie and give you an A-movie companion. What's this high-class movie that's the same thing as our B-movie? My A-movie companion for this is uh, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, from 1995. The movie is District 9. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. Why is it the same movie as Cannibal Holocaust? How can it be the same movie as Cannibal Holocaust? Both movies took place in a jungle region. Ace Ventura and Professor Monroe are both trying to solve a mystery. Ace and Monroe both make friends with the local tribe and both eat something widely regarded as socially unacceptable in order to gain this tribe's trust. Ace eating guano, or bat poop, and Monroe eating people. Both movies feature animals in several scenes, although in Ace Ventura these animals are being rescued and in Cannibal Holocaust they're being murdered. And whereas Cannibal Holocaust was actually banned in many countries... It has been said that Jim Carrey is surprised Ace Ventura When Nature Calls wasn't banned for its quote-unquote offensive depiction of the native tribe. And that's why Cannibal Holocaust is just the same
1: movie as Ace Ventura When Nature Calls. District 9 was like was the first movie that came to mind when I started um trying to come up with an A-movie companion. Both movies are essentially about two different cultures interacting. In District 9, it was about the humans of Johannesburg interacting with the alien species known as the prawns. And in Cannibal Holocaust, it was about a group of filmmakers from the civilized world interacting with the natives of the Yanomami tribe. Uh, Both movies showed one group exploiting another group. In District 9, the humans forced the prawns into poor and dangerous slums and would exploit the resources to create weapons. And in Cannibal Holocaust, the film crew committed awful atrocities such as rape and murder on the natives in order to to make a more realistic and shocking film. Both movies showed the people being exploited, eventually slaughtering the group that was exploiting them in the end. In District 9, the prawns ended up killing the humans of Johannesburg with the technology that... The humans were tempt- attempting to harvest from them. And in Cannibal Holocaust, at the end of the movie, all the, the film crew were tortured, raped, and murdered. That is why District 9 is an A-movie version of Cannibal Holocaust. I think we've come to the point
0: where, where that uh, everyone looks forward to here. How you will drink away the flick. So if you would like to drink away the flick, drink away the flick, come on and grab your drink, let's drink away the flick. Doo, 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 doo. Here are some ways that you can drink away this flick. Number one, every time you see a penis, take a drink. Number two, every time there's a rape scene, take a drink. Number three, anytime someone vomits, take a drink. Number four, anytime an animal is killed on screen, take a drink. And finally, number five, because it's cult classic month, take a drink every time you find a connection between the movies we review this month. And if you're just wondering, you know, you could make the same kind of comparison Paul did with District 9, where Plan 9 from Outer Space was about, you know, a group of aliens coming in and doing things with the dead bodies of, you know, humans. The cannibals, the Yanomomo tribe, um, did things with the dead bodies of the film crew. Take a drink. Troll
1: 2. They're both um, made by Italian directors.
0: Trolls eat people. Yeah.
1: Cannibals eat people. Take a drink. There was a lot of eating of people in both of them. Every time a native ritual is performed, take a drink. Every time a dead body is shown, take a drink. Every time they say green inferno, take a drink. And every time cannibalism is shown in the film, take a drink. And those are your ways that you
0: can drink away this flick. So if you want to join us next week as we continue Cult Classic Month, we will be taking a journey into the mind of Tommy Wiseau in his 2003 epic drama, The Room. It's finally happening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros. Find us on Facebook at b-movie space bros, bmoviebros. And that's it for this week. Until we meet again. Be brave, be alive, be back next week.